Was 2021 better than 2020? Will any guests from the past make a return appearance? And who was the best guest of 2021? Well, I talk about all that and more on this episode of The Toddcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Toddcast. As always, I'm your host, Todd McRanus. And I just thought today would be a great day for another best of episode. That's right, we're going to look back at some of the best episodes that involved all the guests of last year. That was 2021. It has already felt like more than five months have passed since 2021. It does feel like a long time ago since we're really getting back. We're really going into summer now. I mean, it, according to this, it's like 92 degrees currently outside, which is really hot. <laughs> if you don't know what that kind of weather feels like, it is quite warm. But today we're just going to look back at a couple guest episodes from last year. Of course, you should be listening to all the episodes that involve myself by myself and all the episodes that involve me with various guests. So if you ever want to go back and listen to the episodes that involve these guests that we're about to highlight on this episode today, just go ahead and do it. You know, I don't have it all linked in the description of this, but you should just go ahead and scroll through. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify podcast, you should definitely just scroll back and look through the different episodes. I'm going to give you the name or the number of the episode, and the date, along with the guest who was on there as well. So, let's go ahead and get down to it. First up is from episode 58, and this was on February 13th, 2021, and it involved with the mayor of my hometown, which is, of course, Ravel. It is Mayor Harry Lewis, and we talked about what it was like when he first became mayor, And what is his favorite part of being the mayor? What did it feel like whenever they said, you're elected as the new mayor? Did you ever have that moment of like, like, did you like lay in your bed at night and be like, oh man, I'm the next mayor of Rabel? Like, did you ever have that kind of moment? but I did when the bankers told me, why do you want this job? Y'all don't have no money. I said, now wait a minute, this is a banker. <laughs> I said, well, hey, I'm glad you're wanting this, but I'm trying to figure out why you want this job. Y'all don't have no money. <laughs> what? <laughs> I came in my office. We had a $50,000. Then we'll forget it. We had bought five trucks. I guess they was paying for them on quarters. Yeah. Came in here. Had a fifty thousand dollar bill on his desk, and they had thirty eight thousand dollars in oh. it. <laughs> so God, now I see why yeah. he said that. But you know, we just rolled up our sleeves and got to work. We didn't blame anyone for the condition we were in, and we just knew that if we wanted to grow, and we just had to roll up our sleeves and get after it. And that's what we've done. Yeah. And so far in your about 20 years of being mayor. What has been your favorite part that you think of being mayor? Uh, just the PR. I like, uh, I, I've always liked public relation. I enjoy meeting folks. And, yeah. You know, folks, uh, the previous meal, they always park their car on the back and this, they were shocked when I was parking my car and everything in front. They said, what you park? Yeah, why would I try to hide from you all? <laughs> so uh, 
I had no problem talking to the citizen because they put me up here. Yeah. I said, hey, I work for you all. Y'all don't want to hide me. Yeah. So I know you're me uh, going any other way, but I've enjoyed that, and I've enjoyed seeing them come along with me. Yeah. You know, seeing they can see the girl. I always tell them, my body of work speaks for itself. You can see what has happened in Rayba under my administration. Yeah. Great talking with Mayor Harry Lewis. That was actually the first time I've ever had a conversation with my mayor. He's still currently the mayor as of right now. I don't know if there's an election coming up or not. They don't really tell me if there's any kind of election until <laughs> like a week before. Like, are you going to go early vote? And I'm like, for what? Because <laughs> I don't really know what I don't keep up with. I don't keep up with national politics at all, really. And I don't really keep up with local politics either. But... With all that being said, next episode we have is actually from episode 80 going to July 17th. It is with the VCOM Assistant Dean, Dr. Randy Aldrett, and we talked about what it's been like for him to work at this new VCOM medical school located in Monroe, Louisiana. And so, being here at VCOM in Monroe, how has it been so far working here? You know, when we, my wife and I first started, we were in a little room that's about half a size of this. The two of us shared an office in Sandal for the first nine months we were here, which was wild. We like to say <laughs> that was a lot of togetherness. It got to the point where we started driving to work separately. Which was, we were just together way too much, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It, and now that we, you know, we're in the big building, and she's on the second floor in the other corner. I'm on the third floor in this corner. We see each other for lunch. We see each other when we get home, and it's kind of like it was before we moved to Monroe. We get just enough togetherness working together, and we get our togetherness at home. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Building's beautiful. I always tell everybody, it's this place is it's immaculate. It's a Taj Mahal. The fourth floor is like stepping on board Star Trek <laughs> because the simulation lab is just. It's, I'm just starstruck when I walk in there. What we have to teach the kids. The anatomy lab's beautiful. The OMM lab is, is it doesn't lack for anything. Our, our patient encounter rooms are. It's like walking into a doctor's office up there. So these kids, when they they step into uh, round two of their boards, they're not surprised because it looks just like it does at home. And you know the old adage. You, you, practice like you play like you practice yeah. and that's how we want them we want them to practice being in their board scenarios every single day they're here whether it's the the written test or their hands-on test yeah. and that way when they get to board days whether it's the end of year two or the end of year three or the end of year four uh, they're they're not surprised they're not caught off guard they're comfortable they're in their element yeah. And I think that gives us an advantage, and why our and that's a why our board scores are the way they are at VCOM. Why we're so successful, and why the residency placements are, are are so successful is they get around our kids, and they just realize, man, they are super sharp. They've got personality. They're from all over the country, and uh, they're just you know it's good results. This is by far. I'm just happy to have a window. You know, I had <laughs> I had like the little bitty narrow windows at Lafayette. No, I know offense. I had. Blast in Lafayette. Made some of the best friends of my life down yeah. there. In fact, we're going down there this weekend to, to see a friend Fourth of July. And uh, but it little narrow windows at the top. I got a little peak of daylight. And yeah. I just try to make the room as mine as possible. This is 
You got the body Fancy. right there. I got the bike. I mean, I can turn around and watch the the watch the water ski team jump right off my window yeah. here. Yeah, I, I don't lack for anything from a view or comfort standpoint. If I had my dogs up here with me at work, I'd probably never go home. <laughs> Seriously, and and honestly, we've tried looking into you know, starting a, a pet therapy program, joint one with ULM, because yeah. I really you read a lot of the literature. There is a lot of good literature on the positive effects of dog therapy programs at universities and at medical schools. Oklahoma State being one of those, our, our Stephanie's alma mater uh, yeah. for our doctorates. Uh, so, you know, and I know I go off on a tangent with these questions, but, but we have a, yeah, it's just good. It's just good. Got, got some good new buddies in this place, and, you know, today, the day that we're doing this interview is actually the start of my third year. My This is this is my work anniversary, July 1. I started oh. July 1, 2019, so this is this is starting year three for me. And yeah. I, we're, I'm on a three-year contract, so we'll see uh, what the rest of the year brings and see if, when, how much longer I get to stick around here. I'm yeah. I'm hopeful and thankful for the opportunity, and I'm hopeful I get to continue uh, moving forward here, which I don't have a doubt about. It's just probably just we got a lot of other things to deal with, and eventually we'll get around to yeah. getting that all taken care of. Which you're right about this building being like a Taj Mahal, because this is the first time I've ever been in it, because I go to ULM, mm-hmm. but I'm more on ULM the EULM, I right. take all my courses online, and being able to come in this building because I've, I've always was like, wow, that building's huge. And then I walked <laughs> and I walked in it today, and I was like, wow, this is it's, it's like it's like uh, having your car for a year and it's still got the new car smell, you know. It and does. it's like, whoa, I'm like, this building is awesome. <laughs> you know, it, you don't bump into as many people as you think, even though there's you know 100 employees and 150 students in the first class. Now, July 12th, when we add the next 162, we'll see how things change. We're, and we're going to be adding more faculty, too. Now that we have a second class, we've got to add more faculty. Yeah. So it'll this place will go from about 250 people on a given day in it to, you know, probably by the end of the year, probably close to 400 yeah. or 450 in a hurry. Yeah. And it may get a little crowded then, but we've got plenty of parking, uh, great tailgating spots across the street, you yeah. know, by football. and. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're still a growth in progress, which is the amazing thing that, you know, as much as we've done, there's still more to go. We haven't, with COVID, we haven't been able to get out in the community and do as much outreach as we like. We want to be more visible. We want to be able to, want people to get comfortable with the logos and seeing us and knowing who we are. And yeah. uh, there's still so much more to go. People think they see and know VCOM, but they haven't seen anything yet, honestly. Yeah. We still have so much more to go, and I'm so excited to see it. And which I was like, wow, we're getting like a doctor school to put it in terms, you know, like we're getting getting a doctor school in Monroe, you know, because I'm from here. So it's like, I I was like, we're getting one in Monroe, (laughs) you know. The coolest thing, I think the coolest thing about it is that when we'll walk out of the building at night, we'll be, you know, we're walking out 5, 5 30, whatever, even later some nights. And the number of kids that are doing their graduation photos around the building, on the staircase, yeah. on the bayou in front of the school, whatever, it's awesome. It's like immediately we became the like the number one tourist attraction on campus. It's true. And it's so cool. It's very flattering. It's a humbling responsibility. Uh, uh, it also speaks to the fact we have a zero deferred maintenance policy with VCOM. If something breaks, it gets fixed immediately. Yeah. 
the Mr. Rockovich, our chairman, and our president provost, Dr. Uh, Took Rollins, is uh, their their stance is this place was built beautiful and the grounds are beautiful and it's going to stay beautiful. Yeah. There won't be there's no litter, there's no broken bolts, there's no doors that won't shut. If there is, you let somebody know and it it's fixed like that. And yeah. you you love working for a place that appreciates what it has from a human resources standpoint, but also what it has from a physical resources standpoint. Yeah. And like Dr. Aldrich said, I also agree that the building that VCOM has is really nice. I've, of course, been in there to interview with him. That was the only time I've been in that building, exactly. Um, they keep it really locked tight. <laughs> you can only enter if you're, like, a teacher or student or anybody who works there because you have to, like, swipe a card or something. But the building itself, the outside, is really really nice and the inside is really nice too and really clean you know and if you ever want to go to a medical school to learn you want to become a doctor and anything i suggest the vcom in monroe or one of the vcoms the other three that are currently located in any of the other states that are across this side of the u.s next episode we have is episode 50 Episode 86, excuse me, (laughs) my brain's messing up today for some reason. We got episode 86 from August 28th. It is with the Louisiana Delta Chancellor, Randy Esters. And we talked about how he got this position of being the chancellor and how it's been so far. And this position became available at that time. Were you like, you applied, correct? Like you didn't right. like you they it, because whenever that comes up, I get a little bit confused because I'm not in the yeah. I don't know the the statistics of the higher education world, you know. Right. Like I don't know if like you were asked or you were like, "Hey, this is open. I'm going to put my name in the pot and see what happens." So that's basically what happened is that you were like, "You know what? I'm going to apply for." It. That's basically what happened. Yes, yes. It this was the weirdest thing. You know, that that I think I've ever, when things are meant to work out, they work out. Sometimes it's a bumpy road to get there. Yeah. So what happened is, is when it came open the first time I applied. Yeah. And went through the interview and was, you know, a a top candidate, obviously. And then Dr. Rule was selected. Yeah. Well, he stayed such a short time that there was really no reason to reopen it. So they just looked to the pool that they had before. Cause if they would open again, they'd have got the same candidates, spend all that money to, to do the whole search over. It'd still be going on. And now. still be, it would still be going on. And you would, they would be looking at the exact same people that they had just done. Yeah. So basically they, they said, Hey, let's go back to the pool that we had before. And let's, let's re revisit those candidates and see if anybody makes the cut and yeah. would, would be a good fit for Delta. So, Hey, it's not always. It's not always bad being the, you know, yeah. number two. Sometimes yeah. it. Sometimes it works out. You ended up making it. So. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> and so, with all that, how has it been so far being here at Delta? You know, it's. Uh, it, it's been a challenge because Delta is a lot bigger than Northark than the college I came from. Yeah. You know. The college I came from had about twelve, fifteen hundred, depending on the the semester students. Yeah, we have about close to five. So we got forty five hundred, five thousand, just for credit students. But then when you add adult ed, workforce, we're closer to 
maybe 15,000. Yeah. So I had two campuses in Arkansas. I've got eight here. Yeah. So just the, the scaling up of, of the thought process and all of the, you know, all the things to do has, it's been a challenge. Yeah. Um, it's just a learning curve on my part. And then there's, you know, the LCTCS, which is the, the parent organization. They have a different way of doing things. I answer directly to a board yeah. in Arkansas. So that's where my my CEO training came in was answering to a board. Well, here I answer to a president yeah. who answers to a board. Yeah. So it's it's been a challenge, but uh, it's been great. You know, we've yeah. we've we've made some we've made some good things happen. There's a lot of a lot of exciting things going on. We're getting some new equipment in. We're getting buildings built. So yeah, in a short time, we've had a ball. Yeah, in less than a hundred days already. Yeah, yeah. I, we need to count how many days it's been because I, <laughs> I figure if I can stay ninety-one days, I'm in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell from the way we talked, Randy Esters is also a Louisiana native, <laughs> like I am. Um, and if you aren't recognizable to the southern accent it probably sounds like an entirely different language to some people especially like if you've never heard it and you're from another country or you're from way up north in the united states it probably sounds very different than what you may be accustomed to but always a great time to talk with chancellor esters and maybe talk to him again in the future next up is episode 88 and it's from september 11th with multi-time guest John Wright. And here, we talked about the new additions to the Sonic menu, the limited time items that were at that time. And we talked a little bit about, a little bit about everything and about food. Food. Mm -hmm. Now I'm actually gonna Google this, that way I actually get it correct. Sonic Drive-In, my favorite place of course, has these new slushes that are new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct, that's what that means. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. They're supposed to be like wine flavored for some reason. I don't now, is know. Is it like a, a cooler or is it a wine? It's like, you know, I have like a rose, chardonnay, a chardonnay wine. I, I can actually just look on the app. Well, one of them... Okay, let's see here. I'm barely 21. I don't know anything they have, about <laughs> They have uh, peach bellini slush, mm. strawberry frosé slush, mm-hmm. and then a red berry sangria. Okay. And none, none of them have alcohol, of course. I don't know if I would try any of those, but if I did have some alcohol to put into them... It'd probably be pretty good, I honestly. might, I might do that. Because I just used the flavoring, like... Peach Bellini slush flavor, yeah. and then they just put the slush into it, the ice part. You that know, that target audience might be college students and middle-aged women. To be <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> I do believe that, and like I haven't had them yet. I saw because I had Sonic for lunch today. Believe it or not. Oh gosh. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with the chicken basket. You know, you can't. And I had it, and I saw it, and you know, it'll come across the screen. It shows you, like, making them in the back and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, no. And then, because there was, like, the peach one is just the peach flavor and and the slush. And the other two, the sangria and the the frosé, have real strawberry fruit in it. Mm -hmm. Like, you can actually, like, look at it and see it, you know. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, I ain't gonna try them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I might. You know, like I like strawberry flavored stuff. I'm not big. I'm not a big peach guy. Yeah. But like strawberry, and I don't know. I don't know what sangria tastes like, but it might be good. Y- you know. Have you ever seen the uh, like the big jugs of it's like glass jugs that are filled with wine? Uh, they're like, you know, a good yeah, foot and a I half so, large. Yeah. Um, those are normally sangria, and it's 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 a college girl drink. Um, I've heard if I've ever seen yeah one um, that and White Claws. <laughs> uh, I never enjoyed it yeah. for sure, but I don't like wine, so yeah. I, I honestly don't think I've ever tried wine. Like, I've had, <laughs> to speak about alcohol, <laughs> like, I've had, like, I've, I've tried alcohol in here. Yeah. As soon as I was, like, 21, I did back in March. I tried the Mike's Harder yeah. lemonade. I did five different flavors, and it was a little bit of an act afterwards, of mm-hmm. course, because I tried to put on a normal episode after trying five different flavors, and now, that did was... did you just try them, or did you... I drank half of each one of them. Okay, okay. So basically, out of five, I drank two and a half cans. Now, what you should have done, you drink half of each one, and then you pour all of it <laughs> into one, and then you drink that and give your review on that. Like, now, what am I right this combination of, like, green apple, lemonade, like... I mean, they were good, but it's, it's weird how it does it to you. Yeah. Where it's like, the more you drink, the better it tastes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, the, because to me me personally, I'm not an alcohol flavor guy. Yeah. The alcoholic part of it is not, like, I need something that has more, the flavor has to overpower the alcohol yes. itself, because I'm like, oh, no, this ain't good, you know? Exactly. But it's like, when I was trying, after I got to like the fifth one, I was like, I could taste the cranberry in this one, the green apple, you know, and I was like, man, this is just like a, a juice or something, yeah. you know. And they say it's an acquired taste, and I, I, I have I feel like acquired each, one. Well, it's like each different version of alcohol is its own acquired thing, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, try, I also have tried Moonshine mm-hmm. on this, and... That was god awful. It is <laughs> because that's like that. Your car can run off of that. I you think. need to try some of those flavored moonshines. I think they have it. I, I went to a place in um, in Missouri. Speaking of which, I just went on another trip. But <laughs> um, I went to this place in Missouri um, that they had like ten different flavored moonshines. I think one of them was yeah. like pickle juice moonshine. Ooh. One of them was cherry moonshine. With with it, was, it has like. Um, those cherries that you put on ice cream. Um, oh, yeah. Like... Mariscotta or something like that. Yeah, and then you can, like, tie the knot in your mouth. Yeah. That. Yeah. Had those, f- like, full in the uh, in the jar of moonshine. Um, so it was, like, soaking. Yeah, so you eat those... You could eat, like, three and get drunk. Moonshine. <laughs> um, because the, so, the sugar so absorbs so all the alcohol. Uh, but yeah. they had coffee moonshine. Which I, I don't know if I would dare <laughs> mess with that. Good lord. Um, they had some really interesting flavors. Um, but you, sh- you should do a sampler of like, some, <laughs> some moonshine. Oh my, oh my. You might not be able to. The only thing is that I, I, I would have to sit, be like, all right, this is the last flavor. All right, good night, everyone. <laughs> like, like, I have to <laughs> at end the it in that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, because afterwards, I remember. Let's just say I don't remember half the things I said afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like back in March. And. Like, you can listen to it. I think it was, like, episode 61 or something. And that's the only ep- that's the only episode so far where I've done a full episode. Because I, like, I, I will do another one for mm-hmm. all of those listening to. Before the year ends, I'll do another one whole episode of just me reviewing drinks. Yeah. And 
it's hard not to pick alcohol because there's so many different flavors of like like I did with Mike's Harder yeah or you can pick like what has a bunch of flavors there's a bunch of those I mean those like, those coolers you got Mike's you got those uh, I mean Bud Light Bud Light seltzers. seltzers yeah um there's uh and I can always try like normal Mike's Hard Truly's I, I prefer Truly's because they're low carb um and there's like are the flavors good well, so you've got a couple, um, like they've got boxes of yeah. uh, like particular flavors. You got truly teas, and you've got like truly lemonades, um, like truly tropical. Um, there's a couple of those. I prefer the lemonades and the teas. Um, the lemonades are good cold, and the yeah. teas I can drink them hot. They're like they don't even taste like alcohol. Yeah. Um. It just tastes like you're drinking a. Is it like? Tea. Oh, is it? It's not like sweet tea, but is it more like green tea or? Oh, uh, it's like a like a peach tea or oh, okay. um, I think they have uh like a lemon tea something like that. But I took those uh to the beach with me, and I, I just didn't feel like carrying around a cooler full of ice, and so <laughs> yeah. I, I was drinking those like in warm, the eighty degree lukewarm, lukewarm, <laughs> almost hotter than that in the ocean. And it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it just tasted like I was drinking tea. Yeah. Um, can't imagine how they taste with ice, but uh, yeah, they those are probably the best ones uh, that I've had, especially with your like carb ratio. They're, yeah. They're low carb, so they don't affect me. Um, was that like for keto diet type stuff? Well, diabetes. Well, that too, of course. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I mean, well, it's like keto, if you do sure. the keto, because I always knew the keto is like no carbs. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's like your your better option, yeah. of course, is truly. I need to try truly, I guess. But because with me, it's like I don't want to buy like a box of one flavor and not like it. You well, know? a box you're gonna have like a flavor group, and then it's gonna be like five flavors in the box. Um, so, is it twenty four? I I think there's twelve in most boxes. Okay, I want to say um, I wouldn't recommend trying anything except for the lemonades and the teas. Because um, the the tropicals and the original flavors are just like they're eh. it's almost tastes like drinking static um, <laughs> mixed with a little bit of alcohol. And it's, it's not great, um, but I mean, there's there's plenty of others like Seagrams. Those are pretty sweet, but there's not a lot of alcohol in them. You can't taste the alcohol, yeah. so you're just like you're drinking fruit juice, really. Yeah. Um, maybe after ten, you might feel a little buzz. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a bunch of seltzers. Those though. are those little like. Four or five percenters yeah, out there. Yeah. yeah, Red's Apple Ale is a good. I've tried it. It's it's pretty good. Because um, what I've done and what I just have to do is just I have to go and just look around at a gas station. Yeah. To get go, singles of each flavor. You should go to Brookshire's. Okay. So, um, not all Brookshire's, but like the bigger Brookshire's um, and Super Ones, they'll have yeah. like a pretty large selection. Um, I like to go to the Brookshire's like. North 18th. Um, oh, past ULM. Yeah. Is that one? It's, it's Closer to the bowling alley? Or before you get there? Um, it's on the right. On 165? Yeah. That's what well, you could of. go there. Like the one north, you know. That, that one's on 165, though. But yeah. the one that, that's next to Small Cakes. So it's like right. Oh, right. oh, yeah. That's, you, that's literally go. like turn left and you look down the lane there. Yeah. And you're there. Yeah. yeah. I got um, you. That, that is really a. I don't think I've Good ever been selection. in that one. They have like four aisles of alcohol, <laughs> and it, you could just stay for I hours. Need to Bro- I need to go to Brookshire's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like 
So Sonic's trying to do that now. They're trying to mm-hmm. capture because in apparent because we're in this time. You know, this is the time everybody's getting back into college. Mm-hmm. You're starting soon. I've already started back, and it's like let's get these, let's get these freshmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's all it is basically. So with all of that, speaking of a little bit about more Sonic, they've had many different limited edition items on the menu. Yeah. In the past many years that we've known of Sonic Drive-In. And each month is always a different thing, usually. Mm-hmm. Like right now are those wine slushes, and they also usually do... It's either like a blast or a drink, and then it's a food item. Mm-hmm. And this month is the grilled cheese burger, Ooh. which is a grilled cheese, of course, but instead you can get a hamburger patty, onions, and ketchup mustard in it. But of I course you can... might end up going there. <laughs> you get a, and leave. you can get a double of it, too. Oh, wow. And what I did is that I'm not big on like ketchup and mustard yeah. on, on there. What yeah. I did is just, of course, go on the app, remove that, and add bacon. It's a melt. Mm. Big mm. old patty, a, a fast food Sonic patty melt. I think you've got me sold on that. <laughs> um. I've already had one. <laughs> I think I had one last week because I love a good patty melt. Yeah. Like Whataburger, and Whataburger is the best fast food patty melt I've ever had. And a Waffle House is like top of the line. Like yeah. it's a top tier patty melt for me. And I think I've had like a homemade one, and it's pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. But you can't capture Waffle House grease. Yeah. Like, it's so, like, people, like, you can walk in and just. It's a bacon it grease. It just hits you right in the face, and you're like, oh, and then you eat it, and you're like, man, this is amazing, mm-hmm. you know. But the Sonic one is good. But to ask you, because I feel like I think I have an answer to this, I think. What in the past couple years. Would you say it is the most memorable to you or your f- number one most favorite limited edition item from Sonic? I think it's probably my favorite and most memorable because um, I don't remember a single <laughs> other one. They had pickle slush. I forgot it until now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the pretzel dog. Yeah. Uh, with like the pretzel, pretzel dough bun. Yeah. That was like something else for me. I, I don't know why, but I just love it. I love pretzels. Like, go to Annie Ann's, and I'm just all for it. I think I I dated a girl who worked at Annie Ann's once, yeah. and she'd give me, like, the leftover pretzels. <laughs> Golly, I gained 40 pounds <laughs> in that relationship. Oh, it was so good. Um, but those pretzel dogs, I really enjoyed. So um, you're, like, a big pretzel bun guy, like, even, like, a hamburger pretzel bun type deal? You know, I for hamburgers, I'm a little bit different. I like a jalapeno bun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever ever like had a genuine pretzel bun on a hamburger though um i think the i'd like, be down to try the ones who always do it to most of me are wendy's mm. it's usually like they had the the, pre- the, the pretzel yeah. bacon pub yeah. cheeseburger which was like monster cheese and like they had like beer cheese mm. and it was like you know it's the pretzel bun with like the, the cut line down the middle yeah and Onion strings, all that kind of stuff. The chicken sandwich is better. No offense to Wendy's, but their chicken is way more better than their burgers, in my yeah. opinion. Like, I would much rather have a great chicken sandwich than a great hamburger, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, a chicken sandwich, to me, it can go above and beyond, you know? That's just me, you know? Obviously, it depends on your <clears throat> seasonings, though. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you could season chicken better than you can beef, like ground beef and it's it still hold it's like uh yeah integrity um like that that spicy chicken sandwich from popeyes yeah oh gosh 
every day I think about that. It's still like a. It was a total game changer. Yeah. I mean, it the was lines total. out to the road. Oh like, my gosh. Like it's every. It's every day. It's yeah. literally every day that I go through town. Either if I'm going there or if I'm just passing, it's all the way out to the road. Yeah. But I don't even know what mine would be. I mean, I remember those times they had those like ice cream blast um, cores. Yeah. I remember those. They had a um, cake batter slush before. Uh-huh. Not a sl- that, not a slush. A blast. <laughs> the slush would be nasty. Yeah. But uh, the the blast. Um, I remember not much food items. I remember they the chicken slingers, the little ones. Mm-hmm. They used to be limited, but they made that an actual menu item. The uh, the cookie dough blast used to be limited. Um, and it's like a, it's a full time thing. Though. Yeah, I remember being a kid and getting those. Um, and it, you know, it'd be on for maybe a, like a year, and then yeah. they'd be like, "Yeah, we we don't serve those anymore." When they come back for them, I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> it's literally the best ice cream. You yeah, have. I don't know what you put in that cookie dough, but it's crack. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's real cookie dough. <laughs> yeah, I used to love getting those, and then I found out it wasn't like a, a normal thing they had, and now they have it all the time. Yeah, um, it's literally it's on the app, it's on the full yeah. time menu, which I, I I love that. I'll get yeah. those. Um, when I'm feeling a little saucy yeah. late get, at night, <laughs> get that with the grilled cheeseburger. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about it. So, because uh, I, I went might to, have to cut this podcast short. <laughs> so, welcome back. We're back from Sonic. Um, because what was I going to say? Oh, I remember the time we went to Sonic and you mm-hmm. got a Route 44 strawberry shake, uh-huh, which, and, which they didn't that was, let me. Which that was a struggle. I will tell you that. But oh gosh, which I don't know why they don't do that. that People would be sold if well, you could get a Rat Forty Four Blast or something. You know, I did get diabetes shortly after that. That so was yes. It could have. It been, was a sign. <laughs> it, it could have been a contributing factor. Apparently so. Um, did we? We went to the like the trampoline park that day. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. It was towards uh, oh, altitude, and then we went afterwards. And you were like, "I'm about to die. Give me a Route 44 <laughs> strawberry shake." And I ordered, and they were like, "What?" And I said, "A Route 44 strawberry shake." And they were like, "Let me get the manager." <laughs> <laughs> and she come on there and was like, "We'll charge you for a large and a small." Yeah, is what it was. Yeah. And then you just like hollered out, "That's okay." <laughs> and they brought it out, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And you're like, "I'm about to eat all this." <laughs> I had a feeling that I was the first person to ask for that. Probably so. First person to be out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm, which I'm surprised nobody else has. Like I would totally get like a Route 44 blast. Yeah. Like I would. I probably would eat it all in one sitting. The amount sitting, of calories honestly. and carbs in that. Oh yeah. It's just because my favorite's the M and M from yeah. Sonic. Like it's top tier. Yeah. Blast, of course. But so with that being all of that said, talking a little bit more about food. What would you say, I actually heard this question like a couple days ago, what would you say, out of all the restaurants and places you've eaten at, what would be your favorite appetizer? Like whenever you go to a restaurant and you look at the menu and you look out under the appetizers, what is like that one thing that would stand out to you or you're like, man, I could go for this? Like for me, I love mozzarella sticks, yeah. of course. And there's some places that have, like, that light breading mm-hmm. on them, you know. And it's like you can get either marinara or ranch or whatever you, you prefer. And then there's, like, always good 
what you just thought about it. Which honestly, like Olive Garden breadsticks, they're yeah. not really an appetizer. They're mm-hmm. like how Texas Roadhouse is with rolls yeah. and how Red Lobster biscuits are. Yeah, like that's just your your bread, if you will. I don't know what, what tier that would be on, but it's 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 something. Well, it's also like your chip and dip yeah. at Mexican restaurants or like Chili's. Yeah. Um. Always a great time to talk with John. And he'll definitely be back on in the future, of course. And we talked about food more in that episode later after the end that was cut just now. So you should definitely just go back and check out that episode. And all these episodes, really, all these episodes are really good, in my opinion. And that's, like, not just coming from me being the host and the producer and everything of this podcast. Just me being, like, as a fan perspective, they're really good episodes. So the next episode we have here is from episode 96 from November the 6th and is with the mayor of Ruston, Louisiana, Mayor Ronnie Walker. And we talked about what it was like when he was elected as the mayor of Ruston. We were like, it came out and said, all right, you're elected as mayor of Ruston. How long after that point would you say that it happened that you were like, out one day or walking around in, in your office here or when was that moment when you were like man i'm the mayor <laughs> like when did you when would you say you had that first moment uh, well probably when uh i realized i had won you know th- that night um th- it was probably like you know that dog that finally caught that car in fact a friend of mine said said that to me it's like oh my gosh what am i going to do now because i had never been mayor yeah. You know, I had no experience. Uh, in fact, I had a man come up to me the other day and said, you know, I really was worried about you being mayor because I just, you know, didn't know if you could do the job. And I said, hey, and his wife went, I can't believe you're telling him that. And I said, hey, I'm glad he's saying it because, I mean, I was an unknown commodity. I yeah. had not been a mayor. So there was no track record. Uh, I think it really hit home. More so, though, once I got in, into this chair and started meeting with department heads and started seeing how much infrastructure work we needed to do and how much it was going to cost and the fact that there was not that much money anywhere in the yeah. city budget to do it. And that's when it really hit home that, oh, my gosh, we've got, you know, we need to do $150, $200 million worth of work and we cannot do that uh, without some kind of sales tax, which I hated to ask the people for. But that's uh, when people ask me, and I'm I asked this question all the time, how in the world is Ruston, Louisiana, a town of 23,000, able to do as much work infrastructure-wise and building-wise within your city? And I always tell them it's because of the people of Ruston had the foresight to pass that tax which allowed us in the last six years to do a $150 million worth of work where if that pa- that tax had not passed, we would have done maybe $10 million. Yeah. So that's allowed us to do a lot of things. Uh, so when people ask me, what's it like being the mayor? I said, with a city like Ruston, a city full of citizens who understood the vision and voted to tax themselves so they could become a better city, it's really easy. Which, <laughs> as people, you know, we all don't like to pay taxes. Oh, I but it, totally agree. I don't either. It, may, it makes sense when you think about it like, we got to make the city or any town better. 
And the only way is that is with the people paying taxes because that's their percentage going towards that. You know, it's like one of the, the CEOs of one of our local banks said in one of our town hall meetings. He said, folks, you can't have good stuff unless you have money to pay for it. Yeah. You can't remodel your house unless you got money to pay for it. And we have basically remodeled the city, but we had to go to the people. And I don't, I don't, I think when people look back at it now, I've had a lot of people say that. I didn't want that tax, but now I see all the good things that have happened because of it. And, you, and you're, it really makes you proud of your city, the fact that they voted 70% to 30% to do that. And what makes me even more proud of it, uh, prouder of it, is the fact that we didn't know this, but a week before we had our sales tax vote, the state increased the sales tax by one cent. Yeah. But yet the people of Ruston didn't say, oh, no, they just raised our sales tax, and now we're fixing to vote another one in. They saw the need and uh, voted for it. And, you know, a lot of that work has been south of the interstate, south of Highway 80 in the southern part of our city. And you look at southern cities, we're no different than any other southern city. We have neglected a portion of our city over the years, decades, and we're trying to change that and get do work in areas that, that have been neglected. And it's, you know, it's, it's really, um, I, I spoke to, to the American Legion group uh, Tuesday night, and I said, it is um, my honor to be the mayor, the quarterback of this team, whatever you're gonna call it, because we have such great citizens who take pride in their city. And I think that's the big difference between Ruston, Louisiana, and other cities across Louisiana and across the nation. Our people take pride in their city. They want to see good things be done and built in our city. So uh, it's just a great opportunity for me. Yeah. Great episode with Mayor Walker and with all of these former guests that have been on. And hopefully some of these guests or all of these guests might be on in the future. And you'll definitely have to make sure you tuned in to check out those. But thank you to all of these guests and every guest that's ever been on. Couldn't have gotten here without you. And thank all of you for listening. And I think that's going to do it for this best of episode. Hope you've all enjoyed it. And there will definitely be more coming in the future. Probably more towards the end of the year will be another best of episode. So as always, please rate and subscribe. And if you're listening on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe. And click that bell to get notified when new videos are uploaded. And make sure you follow the Toddcast only on Instagram at the underscore Toddcast underscore. That's only on Instagram, of course. Make sure you tell your friends and your family to give it listen and thank all of you for listening to this episode and if you know if you want to know what's going to happen next week we're just going to tune in to find out only on the Toddcast.